Hello, welcome or welcome back to Thought Bubble. My name is Kate and this is a podcast of things that go on inside my mind. Today's episode is going to be about my overwhelming thoughts about school. In episode one, I briefly talked about the impact that it made on my mental health and my thoughts about leaving currently where I'm at right now. I thought I would be talking more in depth about how I felt and how long I felt this way about school. And it's not just about college, it's about every single year that I've ever experienced. Just a little disclaimer though, I hold nothing against teachers or administrators. It's nothing like that in any way, so with that being said, let's get into it. I guess we should start from the very beginning, which would probably be elementary school. I know it's pretty typical for any child to start hating school around this time or even well into middle school, but I think this is where everything really started. I remember those years being really amazing because I was young and I was very carefree. I had many friends and I loved every teacher that I've ever had. I don't really think of myself as a teacher's pet, but I was very much one of those quiet, for very obvious reasons, and um, I listened and I never complained. So I think that a lot of teachers really liked me because of that. Even though I was a very anxious kid, I still managed to make many friends to the point where I was friends with everybody in my grade and maybe not friends, but friendly enough to say hi and I remembered many people's names and they remembered mine. I made my best friend in the third grade and she was very special to me and she was very significant in that part of my life. And she is very, like, she's a truly special person in my heart. I miss her so much. And if you're listening to this, you know who you are. I miss you. She annoyed me on her very first day. This is how we met. It was her first day of school. And I knew she was a very new student because she was wearing a school uniform. And our school wasn't, it was a free dress school. You didn't have to wear a uniform in elementary school. And I remember her trying to say hi to me and trying to talk to me while I was walking over to my friends for lunch. And I got very annoyed with her because she was trying to talk to me. But then I decided, you know what? She's new and she seems really cool. I'm just going to talk to her. I'm going to give her a shot. And she was probably very shy anyway, so why not? And we immediately became best friends because of our love for One Direction. Luckily, we loved different guys from the band, and of course, I was a big Harry Styles fan since day one. Um, I forgot who she liked. I think it was probably either Niall or Liam. We always hung out, and we would find each other no matter where we were. We were always very lonely if one of us was absent, because that's how strong her bond was from third to fifth grade. And per usual, she and my other friends were the very best part about my elementary school years. That was probably the only part I really looked forward to going to school, even though I didn't want to go. I want to say that it was probably in the second grade where I stopped caring about school and school work. I would go through periods of time where I would stop doing homework, which is probably typical for a normal kid. And... I would immediately do them again because I was in constant fear of being held back. I didn't want to be held back. I wanted to, you know, leave those school years behind with my friends. So I would go through those periods of time and then get right back into it. 
In third grade, the same thing happened probably for about two weeks. And that teacher at that time, she wasn't necessarily strict, but she was the type of teacher that really wouldn't let it slide because she really did care. And she was probably one of my favorite teachers there. She was the reason why I snapped back together and started doing my homework because she was just so cool I I didn't want to disappoint her. Thank goodness in fourth grade I didn't have that kind of problem. In fact, that was another great teacher and I really loved her. She was such a mama bear to us. She called us like her little babies, which I thought was really cute. She had the biggest soft spot for all of us. However, I did think that the unique thing that did happen um, and I dragged it out a lot more than I needed to, was the fact that I faked being sick for an entire week. My parents eventually figured it out on a Thursday and tried to make me go back on the next day, which was Friday, and I really didn't want to. So, of course, they made the argument, it's not the matter of want, you have to go even if you don't want to, that's like, that's your obligation as a young student. And I was very, let's say, persuasive. (laughs) I told them to just bring me back on Monday because if I go back, you know, on Friday, then it won't make any sense. It'll look really weird that I was absent that entire week to go back on Friday and then just jump back home on the weekend. Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, of course, they let me stay that last day. And then... Yeah, I went back to school on Monday, but from that day forward, they never let me stay home, even if I was actually sick. If I was coughing or my nose was stuffy, if I had like um, a cold or if I had a fever, they they wouldn't let me stay. So uh, I went to school whether I was sick or not. And if, again, if I was coughing or my nose was like very stuffy and I was loud about it, it it got to the point where my teachers would have to me to the office because I was obviously sick. And then the office would have to call my parents and my parents would pick me up. So it was a whole thing. But I can't really blame it on the fact that I really hated school. I honestly don't even know why I faked it for an entire week. I, I don't know. Even that is very odd to me. Fifth grade was very smooth sailing. I had little to no issues. Only unnecessary drama that people that went to school with me, they they know about that drama. They know who caused it. Definitely not me. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic about it. Like, it genuinely was not me. It was another person. But we won't talk about her. We won't talk about that drama. Am I still bitter about it, even though I was, like, 10? Uh, Yeah, but that's kind of why I'm glad that I haven't seen her since then. So, anyway, let's cut to middle school where a lot of things happened and it started to really affect and also add on to the anxiety I didn't even know was there. Uh, First off, puberty. We know her. We love her. Or do we? (laughs) We've all had the pleasure of meeting her is what I'm trying to say. Uh, She was a massive contributor to my anxiety, but besides that, there was a a lot more that was in store for me that I truly wish never happened, but these things always happen and you have to learn to deal with them. I experienced a lot of deaths in my family, and 
it was the first time in my life I had ever experienced loss. Um, there was also a friend in school, like, we were the same age and everything. Um, by any means, I'm not close to him the way that his very, very close group of friends were to him. But um, what many people don't really realize is that I didn't need to know him like that for it to fuck me up the way that it did in those years. It was around that time that my parents wanted to sign me up for communion and I desperately didn't want to do it because I had completely lost my faith. I was never religious, but when I was younger, I had an understanding of God and why many people believed in him. For me, I experienced so much loss around that time that it was kind of impossible for me to think that there was someone looking out for everyone in the universe. The friend that died, and he was so young, I don't even know if he had hit 13 yet. It, it fucked me up so badly. And that's when I started questioning my faith a lot, and even if it was still worth having. The day after my parents talked to me about signing me up for communion, they dropped me off at school. I saw a friend, and I saw that she was trying to come up to me and say hi, but I was already on the verge of tears. So she took me to the bathroom to clean myself up, get some tissues, and she was kind enough not to push me into telling her why I was so upset, but she was also very kind enough to take me to a teacher that we both really trusted, and she let me cry. Like, I didn't tell my teacher anything. Like, she just knew that there was something wrong. And that entire first period, because she was my first period teacher, she let me put my head down until um, the counselor at the school was available so that I could talk to her about it instead. At that point, I was failing a couple of subjects, specifically math and science. I'm still not good at it either way, like now and even then. So <laughs> I did put forth the effort to at least try to pass. Again, the only thing that came out of middle school was that I had really great friends. That was the only good thing that came out of it. It took me a while to find them because I was nervous because it was a school that that no one I knew from elementary school was going to. Like they didn't, they never heard of the school before. So I was very anxious. I had a hard time trying to make friends. So it took me about a month to find that group of girls that I felt very comfortable and I couldn't think them enough for loving me as much as they did even if I was weird if I was quiet and um and I had terrible Frida Kahlo eyebrows uh just a little side story uh, my parents let me experiment with makeup in the seventh grade obviously nothing insane with like cakey makeup and everything just something very simple and we compromised on them letting me start doing my eyebrows so they started off horribly there were times where they were like way too thick they were barely the same exact eyebrow shape two days in a row um and most of the time hence the name Frida Kahlo um they were too close together so it was a miracle that my friends even associated with me during that time but you know, that's love right there, and thank goodness that my eyebrows are so much better now. It took a minute to really figure it out, but, you know, that was a miracle. <laughs>
Now let's jump into high school. The loss there was so much bigger than it was before, and I was so fucked up, but I hit it so well that I didn't even think about getting help once. So I hit it so well that I didn't even, I like fully convinced myself that I didn't need any help. At that time, I lost a couple of uncles that I knew for a very long time. Um, I lost two pets that I've had since childhood, but the one that really hurt the most was losing my grandma. She was the most beautiful soul anyone would ever get a chance to meet because she she just had that effect on people. Even if you had met her and you've known her for like five minutes, she made you feel so loved and adored. And after her passing, I felt very heartbroken and I had no idea how to process that loss. Even talking about it to anybody, just it, I still tend to tear up or sob about it. That feeling that you get in your throat when you feel like you're about to cry but you're trying to hold it back, I get that every time I think about the pain of losing her. So on Monday, she was hospitalized and that same exact night, we went to visit her. Tuesday, we went back home. Wednesday, she had passed and that was my day off of school. I think it was like a holiday. So we drove back to Mexico. Um, Wednesday night was her funeral. Thursday was her burial. And right after that, my dad and I came home. And then I went to school on Friday. And that Friday, I remember feeling really, really numb. And I couldn't focus on anything. So... I just I was just questioning why the hell I was even in school. Like why was I there when I had just buried someone that I loved the day before? I I appreciated my friends for being so supportive and for letting me process it and just you know, just not pushing it out of me. They they just let me just sit there and simply just exist because they knew that I I didn't like having information being pushed out of me. I didn't like being pushed. So I remember telling them that we had a school psychiatrist and I didn't know that if that day she was there, but I did really want to talk to somebody because I can't go on about my day like nothing happened. So if she's there, great. Then if not, then I'll just go on about my life. And by some miracle, she was there. I remember someone in the office telling me that they were proud because it's never usually the person themselves that say, I need help. It's usually like a friend or a teacher would do it for them. So I felt very proud of myself after that. And I felt great about being able to share everything with the school psychiatrist and being able to just let everything out, letting myself cry it out. And... It just felt great not having to pretend like everything was fine and just simply continue on, you know, sitting in classes without even like fully listening because, you know, I, I just had to let everything out. I wasn't done crying yet. So middle school and high school were both very, very tough and the losses were very heavy.
the losses were something that they both share in common, but that's that's really that's not all. Just like any other student, I I hated tests, quizzes, homework, and everything else in between. I was very annoyed at those things very easily when it was constantly being assigned. Who knew that you actually had to do work in school? I didn't, I didn't fucking know that, did you? Um, teachers and students, including myself, in high school, um, we always joked about how there was never a single normal year of high school for the class of 2022. You know, freshman year was very odd because we had like this kind of week like of pause because there was a teacher's strike. Sophomore year in March, um, that's when every like the schools were starting to shut down and we had to do school over Zoom. Junior year was the entire year of Zoom schooling. And then senior year, although it wasn't too odd, it was it was still not normal the way that it was before. We wore masks every single day, and I'm pretty sure there was something else that happened, but I can't remember what it was. I think if I had to pick, we had to do like the SATs and ACTs that year when it's usually juniors that do it, but because we were on Zoom schooling, we didn't. So junior year, it was a, I mean, it was a year, you know, horrible. Absolutely. I failed a lot because my mental health took a massive toll and it felt like no one really cared. And I know in the beginning I said I wouldn't take a jab at the teachers, but, you know, in that year there was like a select few, and by few I mean maybe like, maybe just two, that in terms of schoolwork they didn't, they didn't help at all. (laughs) It just felt like we were at home, quote unquote, doing nothing. Like, just because of that alone, like, they assigned more work than they would usually assign if we were actually in school. And it felt like their expectations were unreasonably high. I could barely focus on one class lecture, and they wanted me to have a four-page set of notes done by 11.59pm. Like, how, how is that entirely possible? Is it doable? Uh fucking maybe I don't know if I was like the flash or something but realistically I couldn't do that and it still boils my blood and the thing that made that first semester the absolute worst was ending it with my dad getting a phone call from the school telling them that I failed the class and I needed to make up my grade needless to say He was pissed because I had always downplayed everything and I didn't want them to know about my mental state because I could, I could barely get the motivation to get out of bed and this one thing was something that I couldn't lie about, but at least it, like, it made me get my shit back together, not mentally, but at least school-wise, you know, I did my work. Um... The high expectations, the astronomical amount of work, the phone calls from school to my parents telling them that I was either absent or missing an assignment. Like, first of all, okay, snitch, really. Like, it made me 
hate school so much more, but I'm very thankful for my Losers Club, my, my group of friends, we call ourselves that, thanks to me, for my love of the horror movie It. I really thank them a lot for getting me through that year because that year was absolute shit. <laughs> it got to the point where I started to look up a way for me to graduate early because at that point I was so entirely done with everything. It was it was just the absolute worst. I couldn't do it anymore. Everything felt like it was piling up like more and more and more and I was just crying in my room about it the entire year. So I eventually found something called the CHISP test and that stands for California High School Proficiency Exam. It's a test with two sections, a math and an English section, and if you pass both of those sections then you get a certificate of proficiency which is equivalent to a high school diploma. I can't, I can't count the amount of times that I went to that website and I, I just, I, it was a lot, you know, it was many, many times. I can't even count the amount of times that I went to that website and almost signed up for that test. Like I came very, very close to clicking on the sign up button I talked to my friends and my older siblings about it because, you know, I had found a way out of the situation that I just, I couldn't take anymore, but should I do it? Their response was obviously very supportive and they reassured me that if I knew that in my gut that this was the right choice, then go ahead and absolutely do it and they'll have my back. The only thing that held me back from actually doing it was the disappointment that would come from my parents, you know, their disappointment in me. In episode one, I talked about how they went through hardships and tough times so that my siblings and I would grow up without having to worry about so many things. I talked about how my greatest fear was disappointing them, even when it came to school. Every time I thought about taking that exam, I always thought, no, they're, they're, they're going to hate me forever. They're going to kick me out of this house because I would be robbing them of a chance of letting them see their baby of the family because I'm the youngest. They're, I'm going to rob them of a chance to see their baby get her high school diploma. So even though it costs me a lot of my sanity, I stayed. I, I'm not saying by any means that they're the reason for my mental health crisis, but as a first-generation Mexican-American child with parents who had to work their entire childhoods to help their families, who never graduated high school, it's a very scary thing to want to give up because it's giving up an opportunity that they never had. In a way, they, they lived vicariously through me and through my older siblings so being someone with anxiety and an overthinker I constantly thought about how much it would feel like a slap to the face to them so me giving up on something that they sacrificed a lot just for the three of us to go 
far. It felt, it, it was just a lot of pressure. And I would be lying if I said I still don't feel that way today, if I still didn't feel that pressure right now being in college, because I do. I feel it all the time. Knowing I already don't like school and knowing that I'm doing it and staying for them is something I feel really shitty about because I know I don't want to come back when the semester is over, but that ultimately is a discussion that for that time when it comes and it's unfortunately almost here. Like I said in episode one about my opinion going into that doctor's appointment and our expectations being completely different, I knew that they expected me to think like, oh, you know what? I was just, I was just being dramatic. I'm fine. You know, like, I think I can stay until I'm done with general ed, but no, I feel like, I feel like absolute shit for saying that I feel the complete opposite because I knew that my opinion wouldn't change. I don't feel that way at all. And I knew it wouldn't change. And I feel like I'm not finding myself and I won't find any passions in school. I just know that I'm wasting time and money because I don't want to, I ultimately don't want to upset mommy and daddy, you know? My mom's ultimatum, it's still its still in my mind. I still remember it. I haven't gotten rid of it. And I know that I'll have to keep looking for jobs until I find something that I'm comfortable with. But as of right now, I should feel bad for saying this, but I don't. I haven't been doing schoolwork. I can't find the motivation to do anything because I'm planning on leaving. At the end of the day, it's not the college's fault, it's not the professor's, it's my own for letting it get this far, and for being afraid of the uncomfortable but absolutely necessary conversation that I need to have. And I need to do things for myself, even if finishing school is is something that is going to disappoint them, the fact that I don't want to finish college. I know that I have to do that for myself and it's going to disappoint them, but it's a necessary conversation to have. I will close this off by saying this. This long episode, this long rant is in no way of of me trying to say, if I'm going to drop out, then you should too. I'm simply saying college isn't for everyone. And I happen to think that school in general, you know, it has never felt right for me. I was never happy at any point in my life being in school. And I know that everybody goes through traumatic periods of time, but for me personally, it was a lot. And piling that with trying to distract myself constantly through schoolwork, it it, it truly took a toll on me. I admire and envy people who are finding themselves and their paths through school. I'm happy that you're having a good time and I hope that you you can go where you wanted your life to take you. For those that are questioning their path or if they think that college isn't right for them, then have a conversation first with, you know, with your family before making a final decision. Even if it's going to be difficult or uncomfortable, you have to talk to them and you have to help them understand, you know, write it down if you have to, so you won't go in there with, like, a completely, like, blank state of mind. 
I will attempt to do the same even though I'm I can be a total wimp and I might totally chicken out but in conclusion thank you for listening it might have sounded like I was complaining like a five-year-old but thank you for listening anyway and I will see you in the next episode bye